Well, 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 you guys. Lauren has conveniently lost her voice on the day we'd be recording, which is today. You'd think that after a year of professional podcasting, she would try to avoid issues like this. I mean, pop stars, J-Lo, Katy Perry, you know, they use humidifiers and special teas. And podcasters, we have to take the same precautions. And Lauren clearly was not taking any of them because her voice is completely shot. She sounds like a lizard after it's been in the, you know, the desert sun for about three or four years. And, you know, in the words of our mother, a lack of preparation on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. But in this case, it has uh, constituted a said emergency. So I will be hosting this episode and driving it forward. Lauren, do you have anything to say for yourself? Do you want to respond to these accusations? I just want to say. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I literally cannot speak. Um, I just want to say that um, I didn't know that pop apologists abused its workers when they were ill, but that's the HR policy at the pop apologist headquarters. Um, I would have thought that you would have come from a place of compassion, not one of, uh, I don't know, adding insult to injury to your poor sister. We don't have enough Patreon subscribers to afford health insurance or an HR department, so dream on. This is called Sweat Equity, and I'm really disappointed in your performance this week. Thank goodness we recorded with Mary earlier because we would have no episode for today. (laughs) Gosh, it's actually very troubling to hear you speak, and I think it's actually probably it's probably going to turn off a lot of listeners. So why don't you just keep it shut um, and just go off the couch? <laughs> okay. Okay, everyone. I hope I'll be with you this Friday on the Patreon. Um, thank you, Chandler, for everything you're doing. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. You owe me a lot. You owe me a She's lot. Doing the most, so you'll never let me forget it. So <laughs> just kidding. I do love Lauren. It pains me to see her in this state, although I do think she got herself, you know, here. I don't think she took proper um, steps to ensure her voice. So it's on her. It's ultimately it's her fault, but I will try to be compassionate. Um, I am sorry that you're out of commission. I do love you, by the way. I will give the listeners an update. All right. As you all know, we are currently all in Utah. I left San Francisco yesterday. I moved out of my apartment this weekend in the chaotic way, only at a week um, between leaving St. George and moving out of San Francisco. And it was a very crazy week, but now I'm all, you know, my entire life is in two suitcases and I'm hitting the open road. We'll see where it takes me. Um, I just saw that Amtrak is giving away, uh, like you can have an Amtrak pass to go to like 30 different places for like $300. I might be taking a train around the United States. You never know. Really, uh, the sky's the limit for me. So catch me in Mount Rushmore, wherever. I don't know. I don't know other places in the U.S. off the top of my head. (laughs) Uh, Lauren is obviously here. I am still here. That's right. I'm going to still be listening in as you, you know, have your solo episode, your time in the sun. I can tell you're enjoying it. You're like, no, no, stay quiet. Stay quiet. Allow me to take it from here. Uh, I'm clearly not thriving because the the first place I could think of that like would be on the open road was Mount Rushmore, which is a place I literally never think about. Um, So not thriving. I do wish, you know, you were at full capacity, but this is my cross to bear. Anywho, 
We are very lucky because we interviewed Mary Fitzgerald from Selling Sunset last week. And it was an amazing interview. And she's so kind and wonderful. And we got to, like, ask her all of the amazing questions you guys submitted. Yeah, it's a really good interview, you guys. We got, like, we asked her about juicy drama that I thought we wouldn't, wouldn't even be allowed to ask her about. Okay, let's cut to it. Love you all so much. And enjoy the interview. Love you, Jan. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 you guys, today is a very, very special episode. We are joined by the star of Selling Sunset, seasons one through three, upcoming season four, the one and only star queen, Mary Fitzgerald. Welcome to the pod, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So great to have you on. I mean, who swindled you into coming on our podcast? We'd love to know what kind of voodoo magic Mm -hmm. created this moment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, actually. Um, (laughs) It it appears in my schedule. Um, It's between my publicist and my assistant. And actually, just today, I hired a second assistant. So um, yeah, I've got a lot of people trying to help me keep everything going while we're filming and just with work and collaborations and it's a lot to take on. So I kind of rely on them for this kind of stuff. If it appears, it means they vetted you guys and you're obviously good. So here I am. Well, it's so nice of you to come on. I'm sure you were like, uh, I don't know who these random chicks are. But I guess I'm logging on. (laughs) As I'm downloading Chrome. Right. (laughs) I, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of time to actually listen to any podcast. I don't listen to anything I do um, either. So I, you know, I just go with, with my team and the experts that, that know what's good for me. And I know real estate. And that's basically it. (laughs) My tech, my social media. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm not great. You're amazing. But does this mean that you don't watch back the seasons if you don't like, like if you don't like to see yourself like, you know, on screen or listen to your episodes on podcasts? Um, I do. I, I do watch it because we have to watch it right before it comes out. Basically, so we are warned. (laughs) about what is coming out and what we're going to have to answer questions on because we film so much and a lot of times we don't really know what makes it what doesn't what people say when we're not filming with them and so there's a lot that happens that we are completely oblivious to Mm -hmm. so they let us watch it about maybe a week before it airs so we can kind of digest it and prepare ourselves right Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh and then, yeah and then normally we'll have like a, a launch party where we all just celebrate and have a good time so it'll be on in the background but we don't actually watch it then but I do watch it before it comes out for sure yeah and then yeah. I do watch my wedding I do go back and I'll watch Aww. my wedding so <laughs> it's so beautiful and it's like you yeah. know that's amazing um yeah. okay so it's so funny that you say that because one of like the things that I was most interested in when I heard that, you know, we got you to come on the pod was like, when you got your start, like with the show, were you like a reality TV person before that? Did you watch any like housewives or anything like that? Or like, how did the show come about? How did like, you know, Jason and Brett approach you about it? Can you talk at all about like the genesis of Selling Sunset? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so no, I was not a reality TV person that much. I, uh, I'm trying to think what I've watched before. I kind of watched some random shows. I like, I like home renovation mm-hmm. shows. Um, I don't really like the, like kind of the housewives, although yeah. I appreciate it. I don't, I don't watch it because it's just too much confrontation and fighting and it, it just makes me uneasy. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't, I, I, I'm just not that kind of person. Um, I don't watch horror movies because I like to feel good when I turn something, like when I watch it and it ends, I want to feel better, not worse. And so I watch horror movies. I don't watch like different stuff. I'm just like, I want to feel good. Yeah. And yeah. there's yeah. enough craziness in the world. I want to be uplifted if I'm having downtime. So, um, but uh, Adam Davillo is our creator. He did The Hills and Laguna Beach. And I did actually, when I was younger, watch Laguna Beach. Um, the Hills, I think, was way bigger than Laguna Beach, but I watched yeah, a little bit of it, but then, you know, life gets in the way, so right. I stopped watching it. Um, but he is absolutely brilliant, and he saw a picture of us in a magazine and approached us, or Jason, actually, and Jason has turned down a couple different offers because he just didn't think it was the right fit. And mm-hmm. Adam came to us, and he had a different kind of idea about women empowerment, women in real yeah. estate and this whole thing. And so he was like, okay, he can back up his work. He, he knows of his shows. He's like a genius. And so, um, so we gave him a shot. We just did a sizzle reel. Um, he pitched it around to a bunch of the networks and Netflix picked it up. So all of that was probably about two years uh, before you guys actually saw season one, oh, it was really? about two years. So all of this, yeah, all of this started going down, and and the time it took for all this to happen, and then to film it, and then for it to come out, it was it was a long time. So we've been at this for a while, right. but mm-hmm. um, but no, I've never thought about being on TV. I've never thought about. I don't really care about that kind of stuff that much. Yeah. If anything, it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, there are definitely very good aspects to it. But I, I'm a very private person, which you yeah. wouldn't know from watching the show. But but I am, and and so I've had to kind of get used to that. Um, just going for coffee in the morning with you know makeup still under my eyes is no longer uh, <laughs> is something I can do unless I want oh my, my pictures plastered on whatever magazine. Seriously. So, <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's it's such a cool experience, but but that's basically how it happened. And then I was working with Jason before Adam even approached us. I've had right. my license since two thousand eight. And, and then I worked for a while in the South Bay and like Manhattan beach, Hermosa beach, uh, that kind of area. And then I left, went to London, New York, came back. That's when Jason and I started dating. I renewed my license and started here in the Hills and have just been growing my clientele and basically, yeah, the rest is history. Becoming a real estate tycoon. I love it. That's (laughs) that's one of my questions is like, okay, so if you started off in the South Beach, I actually used to work in El Segundo like a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I worked at an advertising agency down there before I moved to San Francisco. And like, that's amazing real estate. So did you start there? Like, I guess, how did you work your way up to these like, you know, amazing millions of dollars, you know, in listings? (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, well, how did you start? How does like, <laughs> a, how does a young real estate mogul get to where you are? Uh, well, okay. So I basically had to start over because in the South Bay, as you probably know, um, it's all flat. It's like beach properties. Right. So that real estate is completely different. The landscape's different and you have to learn a completely different set of skills for if you work in the hills, because you have to think about like the, um, like the slope, the, um, the, the views, everything's different. Mm-hmm, Each house mm-hmm. is completely different. And there's a whole set of different problems. So I had to not only get new clients, but um, but just learn basically a whole new uh, niche right. like market. Mm-hmm. It was it was very intensive. I think the hills are much more complicated to sell than out by the beach because every single property is completely different. You can't say, oh, well, it's on this block. Mm-hmm. of of like from the strand to, to this block everything within this uh square footage should be about this amount no because it depends if the road curves around and what view you have or if yeah. you have any view or if you like what whatever it is like every single home so incredibly different so it was very very complicated but yeah I basically just started over um, yeah well, and I bet the clientele is probably pretty different in like South Bay. I feel like it's more families. It is, yeah. Versus like, you know, celebrity adjacent people or just like moguls in the hills. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's totally an adjustment. And and that's why I was there in the beginning because my son was younger and he went to school in Palos Verdes and then in Hermosa Beach. So, you know, I was just out there because that's that was a better environment for him. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so quick background thing. Were you always in Southern California or like where were you born and raised? Indiana. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I actually dated a guy from Indiana. Oh, really? Spent some time out there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of random. Where? Uh, he was from Dearborn. Dear- oh, I don't know it. I, nobody knows about it because it's truly like very obscure. Um, well, uh, that's a, that was my kind of town too. I was <laughs> lapel and, and it was like 69 people in my graduating class. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My dad was one of my teachers. Oh it my was gosh. so tiny. It That's was kind of precious. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty insane. But um I'm it's so beautiful glad though there. there. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the rolling green hills. Like I had we were we're both from Orange County. We grew up there and I just never experienced a place like so green, so lush. I loved it when I went out there. Oh good. Yeah, I there are certain times I I really do miss it. Um just to have a bit of normality, I think. Right. And yeah. I've got the most amazing family and so there are certain times where I'm like I just want to go back there for like a couple of days, sit mm-hmm. in a rocking chair, drink some ice, sweet tea yes. and Aww. you know, sit in the cornfield, watch the thunderstorms. Yes. I loved it. Listen um, to some country music. Yeah, absolutely. But, so how you did know, you end up in LA? So after college, I um, <laughs> I don't know how much of this I want to go into, but uh, <laughs> um, I was dating this guy and, um, and I thought about moving. I always wanted to go someplace to a bigger city, someplace, you know, warm or just with more opportunity. And I was dating a guy and found out that Oh, he was uh, like cheating, and and I saw it on TV. Unfortunately, what? like how I found out. Yeah, it Wait, was. Um, can you share? You saw it on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I know, pretty <laughs> random. 
he was a baseball player and and he was yeah his ex-wife was not actually his ex-wife I didn't (gasps) know that oh my gosh and I was watching his game and most of the times I went and I found out that um that when they announced her and he said no she's not there and then I see her on there so after his game he calls me and I was like um hey so did she end up going he's like no babe I told you she didn't go and I'm like Oh my god! Oh my god! So I basically I'd been thinking about moving. I turned off my phone, packed my bags, packed my car. I was like, I asked my mom if she could watch my son for about a week, so yeah. I could go out there, find housing, do something, and and figure it out. I'm like, we're we're out of here. I'm yeah. not dealing with this. I'm not doing this. And yeah. so I just thought this is the time because, um, I for me at least, that's that's when I'm like no looking back. Yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to deal with that. And I just normally go in a different direction if there's like negative drama. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I feel like sometimes the worst breakups are like these watershed breakups, but they really do like propel you into like the best choices or like, you know, really big moments where you like, you know, totally do something different and it's for the best. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not that it's easy going through it, but right. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be out here if that didn't happen. So, I mean, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I, have a quick, I have a quick question. So, yeah. So, kind of talking about like you moved out to LA, you got your real estate license, you ended up kind of moving to different places, coming back, renewing your license. Do you feel like there's kind of because of selling Sunset, obviously? You know, even before it premiered, there was two years of really creating the show. And then before that, there was since 2008, you'd been working. Um, And do you feel like there's kind of like a new crop of unfortunately misled young women who think that you just need to like get a pair of Christian Louboutins, you need to like lease a nice car, maybe date one of the twins, and then suddenly you can just like get the career of your dreams. I mean, I just, I feel like maybe, I don't know, the Netflix Mm -hmm. show is just a little misleading. Yeah. They like to show the prettiest um, aspects of it. And um, it is absolutely true. I get a lot of DMs asking for advice and how, like, what are the best um, things I could I could advise them to do? And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, don't quit your day job because yeah. it takes a lot of money and a mm-hmm. lot of time, and you're competing mm-hmm. against a lot of very experienced, very like well connected agents. Any place right. you go, and so right. not only do you have to take the time out for studying, getting your license, and then and then you make no money. I mean, it's all commission-based. Yeah. And t- most most people take about, I would say between six months to a year if they are a total hustler before they get even one deal. Mm-hmm. I, right. I got mine in three months um, on my first one and then my second one in about six months and then another one after that. I was so lucky and that was in 2008, but that is not normal. Wow. I think yeah. Jason said it even took him, it, it took him over six months to get even one. And he was working with one of the very top agents in, in LA and she was like his mentor. And so, um, I had a great mentor, but I, 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 if I'm very honest, I got lucky. I met people at an open house. I sat Mm -hmm. every open house I could. I met these people and they really liked me. They wanted to give me a chance. And so I listed their property. They bought 
another one. So there was two. And then I had someone from my gym that referred his, I don't know, somebody to me. And then, you know, it just kind of builds like that. But Mm -hmm. it is not easy. And there's so many very not sexy things about the job that – that this show doesn't show, of course, they probably should because it would be funny. But like totally. even going to inspections, like they're like, oh, everything's so glamorous. You just, you meet someone, they say, yes, I want to buy it. And then you're like, okay, sign here. Done. Here's my yeah, it's like, no, that is not the way it works. Once you get them to say yes and they sign, then the work starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when I, like doing everything in escrow, negotiating back and forth and making sure you hold on to that escrow and get everything done that's super hard so um right i mean i've been down on my hands and knees and climbing up hills and and like climbing up onto rooftops and stuff trying to see what's going on on properties (laughs) in heels like i'm like this is it's not super glamorous all the time but i mean it's not always like that but sometimes if there are major issues in a home you've got to see what the inspector's talking about oh yeah well and Mm -hmm. it's otherwise you can't relay it back to your client yeah and it's your it's like all relationship based so like you can't like you know you have to you owe it to your client to do like the very best job or else like you lose that relationship and then you know, that's what the whole career is based off of is just knowing people and everything like that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And that's where I get most of mine. It, not what the girls say. I don't get them given to me. Oh my God. Actually, <laughs> most of mine are all like referrals. Yeah. But. All right, you guys, I need to take a tiny break from the episode so I can talk to you about Canva Pro. You know that Lauren and I are absolutely by no means graphic designers, especially Lauren. Okay. She's even more of a novice in this field. I truly shudder when I think about some of the original designs that she created before we discovered Canva Pro. She would send them to me and I would have to cringe and then try to deliver a nice way of, you know, saying I I don't like these designs. Let's just say that somehow Canva Pro has leveled up Lauren's design capabilities from, you know, a toddler with a crayon to a full-fledged graphic designer being offered six-figure jobs from tech companies. Now that we have Canva Pro, our designs are next level, all right? Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Canva Pro has everything you need all in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. I think my favorite Canva Pro feature is the huge selection of free templates that you can customize for any occasion. It just takes a lot of the legwork out of coming up with your own brand new design. There is no idea that is too big or too small for Canva Pro. It doesn't matter if you're a full-time graphic designer or designing a birthday party invitation for your toddler. Canva Pro has everything you need all in one place to easily create beautiful, professional designs. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me pop to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash pop canva.me slash pop. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's funny that you say that they, you film for so long because I think that's one of the most like more misleading aspects of just the show is it looks like the listings go pretty quickly. Like I, with the exception of, you know, maybe this, the $70 million house, but mm-hmm. like it takes so long to actually se- like, you know, show it a bunch and then actually close a deal. Whereas on the yeah. show, it looks like it takes, you know, a matter of weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this market, it depends it depends what the price point is. Um, mm-hmm. If it's under $2 million, I mean, it's not going to be on the market for more than probably a week. But right. 
whatever, right. whatever the um, escrow period is, you know, that typically takes an, an additional month. Normally it's about a month, um, 45 days for a house to sell if it's like around 5 million or, or so. Okay. Um, five to 10. And then over that, I mean, you know, then your market and the number of buyers that are qualified to buy that home goes like diminishes. And so it takes a little bit longer for those. But overall, I would say probably 60 to 90 days from start to finish yeah. is fairly typical if it's priced right. If it's not, it can sit on there for six months. So this is my question. Like you're you're waiting the, you know, 60, 90 days for some of these bigger listings. Like it's it's long, it's arduous. Like, do you ever just want to go to the office in a pair of sweats? Like, I feel like you guys show up, everyone looks like <laughs> everyone's in an incredible dress that looks, you know, like sculpted to their body. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how do these people not show up in just like sweats? And like, you know, a, a, a converse or something. <laughs> uh, well, I do sometimes, <laughs> but I'm very honest. I work from home um, a lot. Like when I'm not filming, during filming season, um, I I will work from home more than I normally do because we're in there so long. And sometimes other some of the other girls are filming scenes in there. And so I'm either out on showings or whatever. But if I can work from home and I don't have to be in, I'm not meeting a client in the office and my business isn't on that side of the hill because I moved to the valley, I, yeah. I would rather just sit at home and, and be comfy and get my work done mm-hmm. and not have people like – I actually – I like working from home a lot um, because right. the office gets quite loud mm-hmm. and um, and well, I just like to concentrate. and distracting, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to concentrate. Otherwise I just kind of, I don't know. I I don't get as much done. Yeah, for sure. Well, also like that, I I feel like that open floor plan, like if I just wanted to like, you know, browse the internet, like I feel like Jason and Brett could see the whole time, like (laughs) what I was doing if I wanted to just, you know, take a breather. Oh, in the office? Yeah. Cause like what everyone's doing. So you would just like, you know, I would also like like the work from home perk of that just to be able to like work at my own pace and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jason, honestly, like he he's he's on the phone and he's very oblivious to things a lot of the times because he's like so focused and so like in his own world when he's talking to clients and he's like in right. now and talking on the phone and but yeah. he refuses <laughs> to use the normal phone feature he's always on speakerphone oh my god then, oh my god and so, i know and so i'm like you know and then if i talk he's like mary mary can you can you keep it down i'm like I'm oh my god but i mean he's my best friend so i'm yeah. like we get along so well but i mean there have been times where i'm like you know what i can't do this i'm going home and he's like yeah. Why, girl, don't go i'm like i can't talk anymore i'm trying to have a like i have a business call and i can't talk he's like i'll be off in a minute I'm like yeah right yeah yeah and then your phone's gonna ring again so right. <laughs> um, but we need to yeah. get you a pair of airpod pros like oh for Jane, well, my, yeah, for Jason. Zelda chewed mine. <laughs> I know. Well, he won't use them. Zelda, my dog, chewed mine. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you need a new pair ASAP. I know. I know. But Jason won't use them. He just likes to be on speaker. That's so funny. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. I don't know if you want to – if you mind talking about this, but we obviously, like, pulled our listeners and we're like, hey, we're having Mary on. Like, what do you want to talk about? What do you want us to ask her? And people really wanted to know about, like, how you guys started dating 
you know, how that, how that got started. And then like, when were you comfortable enough to like work together after that? Like, obviously now you're BFS. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad this is not a question about Christine. Yay. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I just started laughing because I'm like, oh, here we go again. No. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy to answer this. Uh, So we started dating. We've known each other for about 15 years. Amanda introduced us. Um, She had some party on her rooftop and we all had like this cookout and Jason and Brett were still attorneys back then. And I came and that was with my first ex-husband that passed away. And mm-hmm. we all met and we like just, you know, hit it off. We were all friends and kind of hung out a couple times after that and, and kind of kept in touch, but not super close. Um, I was out in the beach cities and, and just raising my son. And so, uh, you know, I wasn't really hanging out with everybody and, in like West Hollywood and in Hollywood and stuff at that time. Um, and then, uh, let's see, how do we, oh, well then I, when I moved to London, then New York, um, I was, Amanda and I have been best friends for 20 years and she was dating Tay Diggs at the time and it was my birthday. And so they flew me out, uh, for my birthday and Amanda told Jason that I was in town. He's like, oh, let's go to dinner. And so we basically just hit it off and I moved out back from New York about, I don't know, within the month. Oh my God. <laughs> and we started wow. living together. Whoa. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's when you know it's, it's good because you immediately just like fall into it. And that's, it's just amazing that you guys had your relationship and then now you're still best friends. And I think like relationships where you start off as friends, it's always a lot easier to go back to being friends afterwards. Absolutely. And we're, we're even, we're honestly better friends now than we were before, like much closer. Right. Um, it was, it was the best thing we could have done was to just like decide to be friends. Um, because we basically have the same relationship just without sex and jealousy. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it's pretty perfect. They, right. I mean, we never get mad at each other unless it's about some deal. Yeah. And, and we're just like, we just know each other so well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's one of the most important people in my life and, and I couldn't be happier. Um, it did take about six months though, if I'm yeah. honest, to, to be able to, you know, see, each other with 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 if I saw him with another girl I'm like oh this is too soon I don't know mm-hmm. like yeah, right. yeah. Um, and then to work together we were fine to work together I think it was just watching him date someone or if he saw me dating someone even though he was the one that couldn't commit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but he was so he, and this is why all of his exes are still so close to him because he's so honest about it and he never yeah. leads anybody on he never disrespects anybody, never cheats. Um, so how can you be mad at that? If right. he's honest and honest with his feelings and treats you with respect, how are you going to be mad about that? I think it's really sweet because it's clear that he really like cares for people as human beings. And mm-hmm. like just with Amanda, you know, he like, like he did, did he and Amanda date or is he, she just a, a, a friend? And it was always no, no, no. They never dated. They never dated. No. Like he's, it seems like he's always trying to give people opportunities in his life who mm-hmm. he sees need opportunities. And he's obviously a really good person. So I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think he comes off on this show as 
as good as he really is because he looks more like very author like this authoritative figure and mm-hmm. and stuff and and at least the person we know yeah he is he's he's our broker but but he's so loving and giving and and what gives him the most pleasure when he succeeds he wants he wants everybody to succeed around him and if he can have um some sort of a role in that and help everybody come up at, like together that is more special to him than him just coming up and and like doing right. handouts he wants everybody to to do well and ha- live their best life so um, yeah he's, he's a very very special person for sure yeah i feel like i oh sorry Lauren, go ahead well, I actually – okay, so I have a question kind of moving on from Jason. I have a question about other other romance-related. And feel free to say, I don't want to talk about this, and we can just move on to the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember there was, like, there was some gossip or, like, things came up that it came out that you and Romaine had actually gotten married before the ceremony on the show. Yeah. And I would – do you feel comfortable talking about that? And can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, so we uh so we basically we signed the paper um just like got our marriage license before um it was for personal reasons um and we wanted to do a wedding, we wanted to stay together and mm-hmm. but but it, I'll just say it was personal reasons why we did it yeah. that way, but mm-hmm. his parents he want he's this is his first marriage. And, and it was very, very important to him and for his parents and his family to be able to be there, have a proper wedding and everything. Mm -hmm. I really didn't care. Um, I was like, I'll just go on a beach someplace and have just like 10 of us and, and just, Mm -hmm. you know, have a party afterwards. I don't care. Um, my dream would have been just to go to Bali. So, um, (laughs) but, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I have to, I have to honor that what he wants to because mm-hmm. he's so close to his family and he's the baby. And so it just meant the world for, to uh, have for that his family big wedding. to be able, yeah, to right. be able to come out here and see him get married and, and be involved in it. Um, and at that time we just, we weren't ready or able to, to plan this whole big thing. And it, it just wasn't the right timing. So we just right. we did it for our personal reasons. And then we planned the wedding when we were able to and when no one knew so it wasn't like we were like lying about it we just didn't tell anybody it's kind of a cute little secret to have I guess you know they were already married it was already official yeah we just I mean we didn't really consider ourselves married though until we had our wedding yeah um we just we just did what we had to do and then Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. got married that was that was our wedding that was us doing it in front of all of our friends and family and where everyone else found like you know they got to enjoy that because no one really knew so. Okay, so I have kind of a question and like a like surrounding this. So obviously you and Romaine have like a very solid relationship and yeah. a very sturdy relationship and a true genuine love there. I feel like before he proposed, they tried to portray him as like really second guessing it and you know, you being like a little bit more clingy and like wanting you know, wanting that long term security and him not really like being sure. Um <laughs> Did that irritate you watching it back? Because clearly that was just like editing. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you know, um, I think they do a very good job overall of making us 
come off as exactly who we are. I think that Romaine was the exception on season mm-hmm. one because it looked like he he couldn't stand up for himself. He didn't talk. He didn't like all this stuff. And I was like, that is the opposite of who that man is. He is the most outspoken, like doesn't shut up. Like right. if he <laughs> thinks or feels something, he will say it. And he's yeah. so stubborn. And so he's just like, that is opposite of who he is. And so he got a lot of kind of shit for it. And, and that made me really upset. Um, cause mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve that. He came on the show for me and mm-hmm. it wasn't like he, like he was getting anything out of it other than mm-hmm. just being there for me. And then he got right. attacked. So that really pissed me off. But, um, but I think they've done a much better job of, of showing him like in his real personality. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there, there is some editing that, that goes into stuff, but for the most part, I would say 90% of it, it, there's still a lot of editing, but we all come off as who we are. Right. Right. And they do a much better job now. I think everybody kind of saw his real personality. Um, like uh, after like season two and three and, and when he starts like going off on top and he's just like, like a bulldozer when when he has like uh, an opinion about something so well I, I love how like defensive he is with Davina and like doesn't put up with Davina you know mm-hmm. in the way that he was treated by Davina and the way she portrayed your guys's relationship and I thought that that was like so like manly and impressive so it was cool to watch yeah I I agree and he's still he's like that where you know I kind of sit back and I'm like guys I'm not I'm not comfortable with this I don't want like this isn't me this isn't what I want to do and and I wouldn't normally do this so I'm not coming I'm not doing this and and he's just like you have a problem you can handle you you want a villain I'll be your villain (laughs) he just like goes off he's he's protecting me so much I'm like baby it's okay just you know calm down he's like nope (laughs) yeah all right you guys know I love spade and sparrows do you want to know why I love it though because it's become a part of my weekly ritual. We're talking Friday afternoons when corporate America is winding down and I'm ready to do my favorite things. Scrolling on my phone, complaining about the previous week. Maybe, you know, I'm munching on a little homemade charcuterie situation. The simple pleasures in life I'm talking about, okay? Spade and Sparrows just completes this entire dream experience. In fact, the other weekend, myself and my roomies were having some more of their rosé, and it was gone in literally a second. It's that good. We were actually kind of bummed it went so quickly. It's made by women for women, so it's really no wonder that the gals in my apartment totally adore it. So get with the program and get yourself some of this wonderful wine. Spade and Sparrows is available in select liquor stores across Canada, as well as select Walmarts in California. It's also available online at spadeandsparrows.com. Enter code POP15 at checkout to receive 15% off your first purchase. Awesome. Okay, so so, uh, moving back to real estate, Chan, do you mind if we kind of segue to this? I'm dying to ask about the $70 million listing. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's happened. There's no change. Nothing's happened. We don't that the listing is just like I don't honestly know who has it. I don't even know if if we have it or Davina ha- I don't think we have it cuz Davina isn't back with us, but um Well, we we'd love to know what how you would have handled that whole thing. Like yeah, how you would have handled yeah. that listing. And I wouldn't have taken it. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a waste of marketing money. And it's, a, it's, I mean, I agreed with Jason the entire time. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of agents that will take listings just to have a portfolio that says, oh, look at this. I've got this. But, mm-hmm. but you're not doing your client like any, any good by saying, oh yeah, I'll list it for this. It's worth this. And then think you can get a reduction afterwards because then it sits on the market. It, you lose traction. You're spending a ton of marketing money. You and you're risking your reputation that you just take mm-hmm. any listing and it's like, it's a joke. And so yeah. I would rather just, just not take it. I'm like, okay, well, when someone else, you, you, they can list it for you at this price. When they don't sell it, come back to me and we'll list it at like what it's worth. Yeah. And I'll yeah. sell it. So well, I, think- I, I just wouldn't want to waste my time. It's too valuable. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you're hired for your expertise. And like if if literally like you can't even say to your client, like, I think this is really overpriced, then like yeah. what's the point of you even like they should just list it as for sale by owner at that point, you know, if like you're not even trusted in that way. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only way I would ever do that is if I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to market it. I'm not going to do anything besides yeah. put it on the MLS. If you just want me to stick it on there and hope someone that's an idiot, like buy that for <laughs> twice the amount that it's worth. Um, okay. Yeah. I can just stick it on there. It takes me five minutes to do that, but, um, but I, I'm not going to waste my time going out to showings and, and, mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff for no reason, because it's not going to sell for twice its value. I feel like you couldn't even have a normal showing with a house like that. Like it would just have to be all like kind of private showings. Like you, I don't know. It's just like, it's too big of a listing. And I feel like it would be out, like almost out of place to have an open house at a house that, that oh, yeah, no, on, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got other properties like that too. And, and that's, you don't do open houses on yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. You, everything's private showings. Um, even on, uh, we have a lot of celebrity clients, like even on mine with French Montana right now, it's, uh, like we, we would never do an open house right ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's not safe for his belongings totally. or anything. Like I don't, yeah. I want to know exactly who's coming in. I want record of it. Um, you know, do some, do some recon on them to make sure mm. they're qualified. Just, right. I'm, I'm not going to allow just anybody to walk in that house. I have to protect them. Like Chandler and I, is there any way, Mary, we could somehow fool an agent into showing <laughs> us the $70 million listing? We cannot afford it. You know, if you do the, uh, the proof of funds, it's not going to work. Um, so it's, yeah, well, give people us- do try to do, people do try to um, to submit fake proof of funds all the time, and so oh, really, yeah. So even if they submit them, we like we have to look at a couple of different things like that that kind of tip you off, and then if we're kind of up in the air, we call our our really trusted um, like mortgage broker, and we have mm-hmm. him run the name and the account number to see if that actually matches if it exists oh gotcha okay and then we're most of the time you. they're like there's no there's no account under that name so, at this bank okay. so we're gonna have to yeah use so we're just like, nope. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's i mean if, if people can show properties without proof of funds but but on the higher end properties you have to have them and right and then um that's just like it's standard and, mm-hmm. and then also if you have to Google them and find out, is there anything shady about them? Have they been, mm-hmm. um, if they're all over the news for like, I don't know, something you're like, nah, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pass. Like if, right. if they've been like, whatever, like if they're, 
just a shady person, even if they have a lot of money. You're just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bringing that into my client. Um, totally. So you just have to look and see who these people are because there are sometimes, a, a lot of times that, that this happens. So especially with the show, people mm-hmm. just want to meet us. And so right. they'll make oh stuff gosh. up all the time. Oh, sure. and, and so we have to make sure we're not wasting our own time. And how has yeah. that been like with your clients? Like do a lot of your clients say, okay, I'm, I'm okay with you showing my house on the show or like how does that work? Mm, not all of them, no. Um, right. I would say I would say maybe about 50% mm-hmm. are okay with it. Um, some, some of the buyers are okay with it and some of the sellers are okay with it. Some of them are like, no, you can show my property, but I don't want to be on. And then other buyers are like, well, I'll be on, but I don't want to um, have people know where I, where I'm buying. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we kind of have to, sometimes like have to kind of like move people around so that it to protect their privacy, but they're all real, um, Mm -hmm. you know, buyers and sellers. And it's just, they, they need their privacy protected. Um, so sometimes we'll like swap some people, like, <laughs> um, so, but, so it's like still real, but it's like, you know, yeah. um, and then we have to like change the names sometimes of, of like a property. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So small things like that where it's all right. like real stuff going on, but it's like just to protect our, our clients and, and their safety. That was one of the funniest things with the $70 million home owner. I felt like he was like, he had like. He was camera ready. Like he felt like a character from a movie. Like he was so yeah. stubborn and his like persona was just like he was very entertaining to watch. Yeah. I, I never met him in person, but um yeah, I I I felt I like don't I, wanna, I don't want to say anything bad about right, him because I right. don't know him, but I mean from everybody that met him, I mean he's just like quite the character and yeah. and just wanted his properties and, and to be shown on there. So totally. didn't really care. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean I'm that's just my take from it, from what people have said, but I can't speak personally because I didn't mean them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving to another question from one of our listeners, they wanted to know who from the cast you would choose as your realtor, but it, it can't be Jason or Jason. Brett. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Really? Can yeah. you explain why? Uh, because she's, well, I would say good. Um, so it can't be Jason or Brett. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to go through like everybody right now. Um, I would say Chriselle or Maya. Yeah, um, Maya has a much more experience, but I'm much closer to Chriselle, mm-hmm. and and I know that Chriselle's been doing a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. and so um, I would want to give her business, and I also know that she would she's very protective as a friend. And so I think that she would like go above and beyond to make sure I was protected in Mm -hmm. the deal. So that was actually another question someone had. They wanted to know who you're closest to in the cast. So would you say it's Maya and Chriselle? Uh, Well, Amanda. Yeah. Amanda is my best friend of 20 years, but, and Jason, but other than that, other than them, I would say, I would say probably Chriselle and Heather is very close behind her. And then Emma, one of our new, the new agent, I'm, I'm close to oh her also. Very yeah, exciting. But I've known her for like five years. So, um, so she's not like just 
a brand new person for some of the girls she's new, but I've known her for a while. So um, and she's a total sweetheart. So speaking of new cast members, is there anything you can tell us about season four? It's going to be interesting. For okay. sure. <laughs> I'm, I, I have anxiety almost every day. <laughs> so yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, interesting for sure. Um, you guys will be entertained. Does it while, I get, while I get put in a straitjacket? <laughs> Does it is, is it? Were you filming it all during COVID? No. So we ended up we did our last set of interviews the day before lockdown. Um, oh Romaine gosh. and I were supposed to go on our honeymoon right after interviews, and we got to the airport. They turned us away. <gasps> No. And we still haven't been able to go, I know. Um, but, yeah, so we didn't film during COVID, and then we just started filming again, I don't know when, um, a month or two ago or something? I'm not sure. Okay. So so it's far out, the actual release and premiere. We're, we have to hold, you know, we have to be patient. Yeah, I think for season four, it's probably going to be around October, probably. Um, okay. okay. Because we still have... We still have a bit more filming to do, um, and then you know they finish editing. We get a couple week break, and then we start uh, season five. Oh but, my gosh! But Soon. COVID has yeah, COVID has delayed a lot. So yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. So they said it's probably going to be closer to like October, maybe early November. Okay. Okay. So excited! Well, heard it here first. October, early November, <laughs> season four. Uh, okay, we have like a few more just like rapid fire stuff that, that are kind of random that people are just obsessed with you and they like want to know. Okay. Um, what are your go-to snacks and meals? <laughs> uh, um, my meals, I uh, vegetables uh, and I, lo- I love uh, like stir fried or, or like roasted vegetables. Yeah. Um, I love pasta and my snacks are sour gummy candies. Oh my gosh, girl after my own heart. I love the <laughs> candies. Yeah, they, I'm obsessed with them. Um, okay, so favorite snacks and meals did that. What are your favorite skincare products now? Obviously, you look fantastic. Ooh, um, I'm currently using uh, PCA products. Okay, um, I've never heard of that. PCA, not not uh-huh. PAD or the. PCA, okay, yeah, PCA. It's like a medical grade kind of. It, it, they're really good products, um, and so I'm using those right now. I also love. What are some of the other ones I love? Um, Arcona, um, anything super hydrating, and then I love to do peels and and um, or like the home peels, not like the super intensive ones. Okay, okay. And then I also do Clear and Brilliant, which is a laser treatment. And okay. I am obsessed with that thing. I think really? it is one of the best inventions ever for me, at least, because there is hardly any downtime. And okay. I mean, your face gets a little bit dry and lizardy feeling, but you can't see it. So like you don't look okay. like hamburger meat after. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your face is red for a couple hours. And then the next day, like I can go back and film. And unless you do like a really tight close up, you can't tell. But it makes a huge difference. And I have melasma. So anytime I go in the sun and just for like, you know, just normal skin condition and pores and stuff, it it, it really, really helps. So I So it's helped your melasma. That. Oh yeah. Like wow. A lot. A lot. Yeah. 
Oh, that's man. huge. Okay, I got to try that's that. A, yeah, seriously. Yeah, look it up. It's it's legit. Um, okay, another question we have about your favorite workout routines. <laughs> or what? Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> I don't really work out that much. They're literally obsessed with you. They just want to look like you. Exactly. I don't I honestly don't work out that much um I do a lot of stairs walking up and down um houses like the stairs and houses and heels. <laughs> just be a realtor just oh <laughs> uh, yeah um but I, I did get the mirror and I love it oh. so yeah and I'm I I honestly I hate working out um I don't know what my <laughs> issue is but I I will this this has been important for me because at least I can just go in there I can do like 15 minutes on like a advanced class and just try to kill myself and yeah. then I can go hop in the shower and, and like and go about my day um so I I go up and down as far as being committed to it but I actually do love love that um that product whatever like the mirror app thing I saw it, it on Instagram yeah. or something and I was like there's no way like this is like it's too beautiful to be like a workout thing but it oh, I'm so glad to hear that it's amazing it is really really cool I wish I could commit to it more I think now I I have a infrared hot sauna um oh, I just bought I'm one oh yeah gosh. and so I use that a lot and that I got it about maybe a month ago, maybe a little less than that. And I'm obsessed with that thing. So I just like sweat everything out. It helps with weight loss and, and just your skin and, and everything, like your heart health. So, um, yeah, I've been using that a lot. Incredible. Any other, any other wellness tips, health and beauty, kind of like, go, like you know, pro tips for our listeners? Mm, I, I think everything in moderation. I mean, I don't really mm. limit myself to anything. Yeah. I just, if I feel like something, I, I eat it, I drink it, I do whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, and, but it's within moderation where I don't, I eat frequently, very small meals frequently. Um, mm-hmm, but yeah. I, I have kind of stomach issues, so I have to do that. But I think I've noticed a big difference since I started doing it. Um, Interesting. I just never, yeah, I don't feel as, tired or as heavy. Um, I feel like my weight stays more consistent. So yeah. And I don't have to limit myself. Yeah. So another question was actually around meals. Does Romaine cook for you every day? Someone wants to know. (laughs) No, if not every day, but he is the cook in the family for sure. (laughs) I I am terrible. Terrible. Very lucky. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I have a question kind of back more about selling Sunset. Um, do you guys have laptop chargers? That's that's a question I had watching the show because it seemed like your <laughs> desk, there's like nothing on them except for like a pristine laptop. And it's like, how do those things get power? Um, how do they work in such a clean, pristine environment? I mean, we need to peek back behind the curtain of this. Yeah. Um, I think on season four, you're probably going to – to see Chriselle like yelling at Jason about this and making jokes about it because uh, he loves he likes everything very clean and he's like yeah. what what is that get it off your desk we're like I'm using it he's like no get it off we're like, but no way my just for the like, show well I mean he's more more concerned about it for the show but yeah. mm-hmm. um but he's he he likes very um just very pristine environments. So, so yeah, he, he will do that sometimes. And, 
And we normally charge our, our laptops before we come in. But yeah, we do have them. We just don't use them. But some of those outlets for filming, they have to move our desks like a little bit so that the cameras can see all of us. Yeah. It, like in the right spots, which seems weird, gotcha. but somehow it shows on camera properly. And then our desks are too far away from the wall where then it won't even reach. <laughs> and we're like, do it. And so, um, and Christelle was like, oh my God, I need, uh, Jason, we need a laptop like charger in here. And he was like, no, something. So she's like, fine. Now I'm just going to stand up here against the wall, I guess. And so she started like making this like big deal about it, like joking around. Um, and yeah, I think it will probably make it because it was pretty funny, that's funny, hilarious. but ho- hopefully Wait, it doesn't get edited out. That's a wild workplace policy. I just have to say that like laptop <laughs> chargers are, you know, not necessarily prohibited, but not encouraged. Unsightly. Like, well, our chargers are allowed. He will allow chargers. He just doesn't want a bunch <laughs> of like junk on there. And I, my poor assistant, like um, she's in there whenever we're not filming, she's in there with me all the time. And and she has her own desk, and and um, I get so many packages that come in. People send me so much stuff. Oh my gosh! And it's like ten packages a day. And Jason's like, "See, get them off the desk. Get them off the desk. I don't want to see them. Put them, get, put them on the floor behind the desk. That's this is unsightly." And I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Yeah, so um but he's okay with chargers and our phones and if our our like if we have a purse, he's okay with that. But if we just have a bunch of crap on there or if we eat and just leave food like out on our desk, <laughs> he's like, throw it away now. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I was totally thinking it was like a show aesthetic and style like that the, that that was part of like the style guide for the show is like it'll be only laptops on clean so slate desks you know yeah totally well, I, th- I think with um we normally if we're not filming we normally have our own types of drinks in there but because of branding and stuff we mm-hmm. ha- like we'll normally they'll do small things like oh can you please pour that into one of the mugs can you please pour it into yeah. something else right. because of just like labels and brands and stuff and so mm-hmm. we'll we'll do that there are small changes like that that we have to do just technicalities but yeah. um but he's i mean he's not mean about it he just you know, it's he'll let things go sometimes, and then if it gets too bad, then he's just like, "No, clean this up." Or sometimes he'll get on one. He's like, "Okay, we're cleaning everything. Go through like all the all like the like little cubbies and and the desk. I want everything spotless. I want like throw away anything you're not using." Um, but he just, you know, that's how he is. He has a maid at his house like eight hours a day, all day, and it's just him there. So oh I'm like, what? Gosh. What is she cleaning? She's literally Seriously. like, like, like polishing the same spot on your window or refrigerator for like eight hours. I'm like, because everything is pristine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't even do laundry. He sends everything to the dry cleaner. Oh so, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but that's just a, you know, it's his personality. But it's also why he's so successful. Um, because he's so detail oriented and, yeah. and he's such a perfectionist. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it goes hand in hand. So, right. He, he always okay. looks great. So it, it works. I have Absolutely. one more question about the brother, the twins. I read that they weren't working together anymore. Is that true? No. Um, no, that was, uh, <laughs> uh, I believe, from what I understand, it was Christine that ended up doing uh, an article about, about this. And it wasn't accurate. Um, they he did hang his license differently. He's he's also a broker, but 
there was just they were arguing about different things within like who's making the decision on marketing on this and on this and all these different things and it was just it just wasn't in their best interest because they love each other so much. And, and that was just like a source of conflict. And so they just decided, okay, Jason's going to make all the decisions on, on like all these things, Brett will hang his license, like on his own, like, but within our office. So, gotcha. so he is in charge of his stuff. Jason's in charge of his stuff, but we all work out of the same office. So okay. we're all okay. still very much part of the same, like, happy family. It, it was just a technicality. And so he's going to be on the show. He's part of our Great. lives and part of our office. Good. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. You know, as obviously we're two sisters and we're, we, we don't like any sort of breakdown or dissolution. So right. this is great news. Right. Yeah. It, it can be hard to like work with family. So it's good that they like came to a good understanding. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think they made the absolute best decision because it's, it's, you know, it's, just a technicality that just dissolved like all of where the conflict was coming from. Mm-hmm. Brett gets to decide his like his commission. Jason gets to have power over like certain decisions and all these all these things that were a source of conflict are now gone. And that's and great. otherwise it's exactly the same. For anybody else that's yeah. in the office, it's exactly the same to us. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Well, Mary, thank you so much for coming on. We just appreciate it so much. And we're such big fans and adore you. So thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. You are such a delight, truly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We adore the middlemen who persuaded you and put it on your (laughs) shoulder. The magic and the voodoo. I think I have to thank my PR for that. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll find out, but I'm pretty sure it was them. Oh, (laughs) thank you so much. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. 
We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey!